you there? Can you hear me? Let's try something new. Let's try. Oh my God, that's not new. That's not new. I'm going to do it without the farts, though. That's new. It's the Hello Meh podcast. I'm your glorious host, Nick Carter. I got my water. Today I got water, so I don't burp. Although now that I'm talking about burping, I'm thinking about burping. That's nice. I need a a mustache squeegee for my luscious locks. All right. It is hard for me to not say the old name of the podcast. You're saying, you know, this is almost 50 episodes. It's kind of late to be changing it, but I know, I know what I had to do. That damn guy who stole my podcast name before I went live. So, uh, shame on him, but, uh, it's, we're, we're on a new direction now. We've got a new cover. That is Ollie, my cat, eating, not eating, uh, wistfully looking at the asparagus that we presented to her. That is an actual picture, if you see the, the image for the the podcast. Uh, I, I fancied it up a little bit in Photoshop, but that is a, a live picture that I took of my cat at the table with her asparagus. She didn't, she didn't eat one bite. She had to sit in the corner. She didn't get her dessert because she did not eat her, her vegetables. And that's it. So that's Ollie. I tried to think of um, things that were meh. I tried to find, uh, there's a picture of me with this really cool star. And I look so meh. I look hella meh. It would have been perfect. But I, I looked for 10 minutes and I couldn't find that fucking thing. So Ollie won. Uh, and that's it. So, uh, shit. All of that without a soda, too. All right, let me finish this water here. So, today, I think we'll talk a little bit about Y2K. Computers. So, you kids... You kids don't know the struggle... Let's go back a bit on computers. Computers. God damn it. Computers. Old ass computers. You know when you... You keep track of time on a modern computer. They're usually backed by what are called ticks. Which is the number of milliseconds since January 1st, 1970. So, in computer terms, uh, 1970 is zero. And we've just been tracking the number of milliseconds since then. And that's how we track it now. Back at, You wouldn't want to track it back in the day because that's obviously a big-ass number. Because a millisecond is a thousandth of a second. And so, uh, five seconds is 5,000 milliseconds. So, you get it. You, you, there's a really big number. How many thousandths of a second have there been since January 1st, 1970? That's a really, really big number. Hold on, let's pull it out. 
uh, Google, what time is it now in ticks in California? That's where I'm at. All right. The month of May, June, and July are typically when we see the highest risk for contracting Lyme disease from a tick bite. <sighs> Fuck. Fucking Google. Okay, let's let's uh, let's get rid of ticks. What time is it now? It is twelve twenty nine a.m. How do I get to ticks? This is going to be terrible. Oh my god. Oh my god. I got first thing on Google for what time it is is a website with. A cookie policy. Life's so hard, you you can't show me what time it is without fucking scraping my data. 24 time zones. It's not even worth what I'm trying to accomplish now. Let's see. It's 4.30. 4.30 p.m. in, in Tokyo. Let's, let's go for time conversion. This is so not worth it. This is so... You shouldn't even be listening to this right now. Uh, time conversion. Time zone converter? No. Date time. Time converter and word clock. Let's, decimal hours calculator? Maybe? No. Shit. 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 I hate all of this. Okay. Well, let's just pretend it's a really high number. Like 5,000. There's been... It's like 20,000 seconds since 1970. So, um, shit. And I'm just trying to make a point getting us to Y2K. God, this is the worst podcast ever. Um, you wouldn't want to have a number that big. Just imagine, you know, 80 quadrillion. Uh, some number, some like the number one with like nine zeros after it, you know, some number that's just huge and it takes the computer some time to work with it. It takes a lot of memory to store it, um, to type it in, to move it around and computers when they came out, you know, I don't know if you know about punch cards, punch cards are before my time. <clears throat> how you'd tell the computer the ones and zeros to, for your computer program. You'd have cards of paper and you'd punch holes. You know, a hole is like a one and no hole is a zero. So like a Scantron, but you're punching holes in it rather than filling in a bubble. Uh, you know, you just got to do all this work. And then back in the day, you... Uh, shit, I had... I had a hard drive. I got my the the old ass computer I got in I want to say 1995, which the computer was about 6 years old when I got it. I had 250 meg hard drives and I thought I'll never fill 250 meg hard drives. These things are huge. The both of them together were about the size of a shoebox. On the side of the computer. The computer had almost nothing inside of it. And then I had these big-ass things, and I'm like, I will never fill this, ever. 
and those things are probably hundreds of dollars brand new <sighs> by way of comparison if you took a uh, a 26 megapixel picture which is what you know iPhones that's kind of the neighborhood of what an iPhone will do a 26 megapixel picture and don't compress it into a JPEG or something just like the raw 26 megapixels means 26 megabytes of storage so I couldn't I couldn't put two pictures off an iPhone on the hard drive that I had now I did have two of them so I could have made almost four pictures on those hard drives so I'm just you know kind of letting you know uh, the space shuttles I think they had one megabyte when they were first made and then it they upgraded it to six megabytes of memory um, I know the old IBM computers I read somewhere it's like a dollar a bit uh, a byte is eight bits if you wanted to write the number zero or one that's a bit and, and I'm not gonna go into binary but to write the word or to, to write um, let's see I guess if you have eight eight bits then you can get to what 256 or something like that so if you want to write down 256 that's eight dollars in storage so all of this is going somewhere I'm just taking the long ass route um, there's a, a shortcut that people found when writing computer programs that they, they didn't have to write down dates as the number of milliseconds from 1970 they could write days uh, minutes hours months years and depending on what they needed in a year you know 1975 like well who wants to type in the 19 uh, that's two dollars for every date if you're spanning a dollar a bit sorry it's way more than that because writing 19 you need uh, it's like four dollars every time you write 19 that's four dollars in memory and if like well 76 and 77 77 is bigger you know you just forget about the 19 because every date you're gonna write for forever is gonna start with 19 right because it's 1980 shit there's it's just gonna be you know just 80 81 82 83 for forever just just increase the the year by one and you'll be able to tell all of that uh, so that's what they did is computer programs would just disregard the first two numbers in the year and if you ever needed to show someone it would just you know throw a 19 in front of whatever two numbers it was dealing with and you saved half of the money when you stored a year and I'm sure you already know what Y2K is Y2K is when everyone realized oh fuck um, just taking the last two numbers of a year and shoving one nine in front of it 
uh, isn't actually going to last for forever. That in the year 2000, it was going to be 00. zero and you can't just shove one nine in front of zero zero and get the year anymore. And so, uh, again, I'm not sure exactly when people realize the ramifications of this. I'll give you here. Let me give you an example of how this can go wrong. Uh, let's say you you've got a computer program that runs a gas station. Let's uh, I'll invent a, a pressure pump that. The, the computer knows that the gas should be at a certain pressure. Uh, I'll make up something. Between 30 and 50 PSI. Uh, so there's a pump that adds more pressure to the system, and then there's a measurement gauge at the other end of the system that measures the pressure and, you know, just... Every five seconds, it gets a measurement and it saves it with the timestamp. And so if the, if the pressure is lower than 30, then it tells the pump to work harder. Uh, you got it. And if the measurement's above 50, then it tells the pump to stop working until it gets down too low and it tries to, it just adjusts it based on Based on the, the measurement that comes out, the computer tells the pump to stop working or work or work harder. And it's all based on data coming out of the pressure system. So let's say that the data coming out only has two years, sorry, only has two numbers for the year. And you're sorting it by the year. Uh, you're sorting it by the timestamp and you're going low. And two minutes before midnight, you're, you're low. And the computer tells the pump to work hard. And it's uh, almost midnight, 1999. And then a minute before midnight, it's a minute before midnight, 1999. And the computer's telling the system, pump harder, pump harder. You're, you're low, you're at 20, and you should be at 30. And then it hits midnight, and bam, it's 12 o'clock in the year 00. And that data comes in, and the program sorts the data, and it thinks that's a very, very old record. And it ignores it, and it says, it says, oh, my record still shows it's at 20. And... Uh, a minute later at 12.01, the new record comes in, and it's showing that the pump's working really hard. And the new thing shows it's at 40 PSI. But the computer just sees the last two numbers, thinks it's almost 100 years old, doesn't care. And it just tells the pressure to keep going. And there's no chance, you know, for, for the new data to get to the system because it's looking at the wrong thing. It's sorting the data. The most recent record is never going to be thought of as the most recent record, and the system will never be get the feedback that the pump has gone too far and needs to stop. So I just made that up. That I don't know if that really happened, but that's the kind of thing everyone was worried about. 
They were worried about airplanes falling out of the sky, uh, gas stations exploding, banks shutting down, banks losing money. This was... I wasn't really old enough for the... Um, the whole duck and cover nuclear fallout thing, like our parents were, or my parents, uh, the generation before me that went through like the Cuban Missile Crisis, and there were nukes 90 miles south of Florida, and uh, we were, you know, minutes away from annihilation, you know, that was probably the defining moment of their generation. Uh, it's hard to call this the defining moment of our generation, but it was certainly the um, terrib terrifying possibilities. Just your mind could go anywhere with what would happen, with what could happen, because everything was controlled by computers, and all of a sudden, anything that had any concept of what time it was was going to be wrong, and all hell was going to break loose. And that was, it was a good year, I want to say, of le leading up to it. It was longer than that when people knew it was a problem and started working on it. But it was a good solid year. I, I know when it got time, it when it was midnight, sorry, when it was New Year's Eve, and... We were, I mean, it was, it was cool because it was going to be a new century. I had been on the planet for 25 years at that point. It had been, uh, it was, you know, 1975, 1976, you know, this has always been, you know, the, the 20th century started with 19 and it was about to be 2000. And it was cool because we all knew it was going to be cool to be in a whole new century and blah, blah, blah. But we were scared. We were, we were, I, I can't say everyone was scared, but no one thought eh, nothing's going to happen. It was just a matter of what was going to break and how long it was. There were people who were thought that nukes might launch. Uh, any, anything, if it was connected to a computer, like I said, anything that was controlled by a computer could have done anything. That was the fear. I can't think of anything that has been like that since, um, you know, I could, the closest I can think of would be like some solar flare that can rip, um, like, you know, literally solar radiation flipping bits in memory and on hard drives and either outright breaking, breaking all the computers or recoding them randomly so that they obviously don't work because you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't scramble a, a program on a computer and have it still work. So... That'll, that'll happen at some point in the next hundred years. There will be some kind of huge 
solar flare, you know, they kind of shoot out all the time. There, there's high periods of solar radiation and lower periods. Uh, I want to say it happens all the time, but, you know, the sun's a, a great big sphere. And whenever it shoots it off, it goes off somewhere in the space. And, you know, having it actually aim straight at the Earth and hit the Earth is, you know, like shooting a pea in a in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. It's, you know, it's going to be real hard to hit something that small. But uh, statistically speaking, it will happen and uh, something something janky will happen. And that will be, I doubt we'll get any warning on that. So I don't even know why I'm bringing it up because that was the, the main thing about this was it was anticipation of what would happen and just letting your imagination go. What could, what could happen? I guess the main difference now is that our entire lives are are on computers now. Even 23 years ago, the idea of not being able to call or email or send a text message or a uh, watch, you know, Facebook or YouTube, none of those things existed maybe text text messaging existed phone calls existed but none of the other stuff did and we you know now today holy shit the economy will stop just you know period our lives will stop we won't be able to talk to each other i bet families wouldn't find each other you live together oh god think about that put on your your uh, your shitting pants and shit your pants thinking about that, um, what that's going to be like. You think it'll happen? I don't want to fear monger, but that's the stuff of science fiction, huh? The the solar flare, the EMP. I don't know about an EMP actually doing all that damage. Maybe it takes out a city, but you just move out of that city while, while they rebuild. Uh... Yeah, that's a fun thing to think about. So let's talk about what happened for, for Y2K. Uh, as midnight came, I know... I, so I was, I was in a band, and we were playing a show. And I know, you know, we always stop for a countdown. And I know that everyone, after the countdown, we were, were listening we were trying to tune in with the universe and uh, connect with the force. Like I was listening, I like I imagined gas stations exploding. I was listening for catastrophic failure of some loud and disruptive uh, manner. <laughs> it did not happen. Uh, I'm not going to say nothing happened because something probably happened, but I don't think anyone lost their lives or lost any money. I, it was, it was, uh, I, I like the term nothing burger. 
Although let's talk about that. It was it was not nothing nothing. In that I don't want to say like it was never going to be something. People worked really hard to get through it before it it could have gone wrong. If no one had paid any attention to it, something probably would have happened. It's hard to try and apply this lesson and say, don't freak out. It's all small shit. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. It's hard to apply that lesson or take that lesson here. Because um, again, it probably didn't happen because people sweated the small stuff. I... Yeah, because, like, obviously September 11th was a foundational moment. But, again, we didn't know about it for a year prior to it and given a chance to worry about it. Really, the, the lesson of, of Y2K, of the year 2000 software bug that almost everyone coded into their software was... Anticipation of death is worse than death itself. If I was to quote the uh, the great Steven Seagal from what Steven Seagal movie was that from? Is that Hard to Kill? Let's call it Hard to Kill. Uh, he's he's toying with with the senator. Oh God, that's got the best line ever. The uh, I'm taking you to the blank to, to the blank. I'm taking you to the bank, Senator, to the blood bank. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, oh, God. You want to see some shit? You go watch that. Okay. Uh, it's 12.51. Maybe I can read a little bit more of The Witcher. Uh, is it, you guys got any questions about the, the Y2K? I thought I would... Should I, should I research it while I'm up? Let's pull it up on Wikipedia. Early attention. Ooh, let's see when people... Uh, uh, someone noticed the problem in 1958. <laughs> okay. Ah, okay, well, there you go. He spent 20 years fruitlessly trying to raise awareness, so that gets you to 78-ish. Uh... Cobol, neat. In the 1980s, the brokerage industry began to address the issue. Yeah. Oh, God. You guys want to talk about crazy. I was making um, cloud storage, and we tried to go into the financial industry. We tried to sell to companies that were, <clears throat> you know, on the stock exchange, and... Like, I don't they say that electricity moves at the speed of light. And so if you've got some things on a network and you've got a wire between them, like a network card and a network cable, uh, the electricity goes at the speed of light. Which, I don't know, I've, I'm guessing it can't go any faster than that. I know the way I think about electronic signals is wrong because it's not like there's a flow 
uh, of electrons, at least in AC current, direct current there is, but then I don't know if network signals are what, but let's just, let's just pretend that it goes at the speed of light. Um, if you got a big data center, the, let's say you got a data center the size of a football field and the network connection comes in in a big bundle of wire on one end of the field and you've got two computers, one for one firm uh, trade stock trade company and one for another stock trade company and one of them's right there right next to it and the other one's a hundred yards away to make it legal and not have the one closest to the the internet out of the building they had to have the same amount of network cable so that data moving at the speed of the light would not be advantaged for the computer physically closest to the the network connection so if the farthest away computer in that in campus uh, was a hundred yards away it's got to be more than a hundred because you got Pythagorean theorem if they were on the same corner it'd be a hundred yards away but it's uh I don't know how wide a football field is I just know it's a hundred yards long uh, but l longer than a hundred yards if you go kitty corner in a football field it's more than a hundred yards uh, trust me on that and so the computer that's the farthest away Every other computer needed network cables that long. So a computer that was one yard away needed a hundred yards of useless cable floating around in the, uh, in the ceiling just to make sure that things at the speed of light, that, that they weren't, you know, a couple billionths of a second faster and uh, more, more advantageous. So... That's the world that the financial sector lives in. So I am not at all surprised that they started freaking out about this shit in 1980. Because, yeah, oh, God. Do you imagine that? You're trying to trade some money around and then it, you don't know that you think the thing you're working on now is actually... And everything you think after... After January 1st, 2000, that everything you're trying to do is actually a hundred year old record. <sighs> People only started recognizing Y2K as a looming problem in the mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, see, I told you it was more than a year before 2000. Uh, inertia, blah, blah, blah. On April Fool's Day, 1998, some companies set their mainframe computer dates to 2001 so that the wrong date will be perceived as a good fun instead of <laughs> a bad computing. <sighs> While using three-digit years. <laughs> three-digit years, is it's, it, you just... You create a decade problem, right? What's a three-year digit get you? Uh, no, 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 sorry. You get, no, you get a century problem. I mean, the, the problem is we weren't just go rolling over a century. We were also rolling a millennium. 
like if it was 1899 and then the next year was 1999 the the date would have been stored as 899 sorry not 1999 from 1899 to 1900 the date would have been 899 and then the next day would have been 900 so yeah you would ha you would be able to get through a thousand years with computers, although they, they only started this, you know, the last 50 years of the last decade. And then, again, the fact that we went from um, what would have been 999 for 1999 to 000. If you only had three, uh, that just happened to be the century where it all went to shit. So, yeah, having three years, three-digit years didn't work. Sorry, I'm I'm a fucking nerd. Thirty-two bit word. You guys know what a thirty-two bit word is? That's how many zeros and ones. That uh, that's what the uh, Unix stores a data as. And like I said. The, the problem with being able to store that was, you know, the ability to have that ruin a company having to spend that much money was not the same thing in the 90s as it was in the 50s. Uh, let me look through here. Is there anything else worth saying? A upscale grocer's 1997 credit card caused crash of their Nope, that is as bad as a sentence. I didn't fuck it up. It's the an upscale grocer's 1997 credit card caused crash of their 10 cash registers repeatedly due to year 2000 expiration dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a problem. You wouldn't even have to wait for <laughs> I didn't think of that. You wouldn't even have to wait for uh Shit, I'm making a website now, and I check expiration dates. And uh, I've got four four numbers in there, because if you check to see if a credit card's expired, and it's 1997, and the credit card expires in 2000, and you check the year, and you know it's year 97, and you want to see if this credit card that expires in year 00 has expired, it's like, well, no shits, it's expired 97 years ago, asshole. Yeah. All right. So they've got. And that just meant that people weren't able to buy from a grocery store and then you just go to another grocery store. So again, it's not like people died from that. Uh, uh, similar date bugs. Ooh, the date of the fourth 4th of January, 1975, overflowed the 12-bit field. <clears throat> That's a fun one. You know what overflow is? Overflow is when, you, when your number gets bigger than what you have. So if I had uh, three, three digits, just, just imagine I got a piece of paper and there's only room enough to write three numbers. You can write up to the number nine, 999. And if you add one to 999, but you're not allowed to write 1000, uh, what happens? You know, how do you, 
how do you handle that when you have filled up all the numbers available to you? Uh, the answer is God only knows what happens. It depends on how how your code was written because you you have grown beyond what the code can do, so it'll probably be a random number. Uh, whatever it is, it won't be a thousand. It will be garbage. So that's what overflow is. Uh, yeah, okay. Leap years? Yeah, oh, fucking leap years. Fuck leap years. Fuck me in the ass. <sighs> it's hard writing code for leap years. If you want If you want a job that deletes data that's like two days old, and you forget about leap years, and you start uh, deleting too much or not a lot enough. Two thousand two. Ooh, a twenty. Y two K two two bug. Oh, the maximum value of a thirty-two bit integer in computing systems is. Oh, hold on. Let's get this. This is the number I was getting at. Millions. So two billion hundred forty-seven million four hundred eighty-three thousand six hundred forty-seven. So the largest, if you if you have thirty-two bits, thirty-two ones and zeros, and it's signed, meaning it can be positive or negative. So obviously, let's get too nerdy. Uh, If you say you only allow positives, then it can go up to a certain number. But if it allows positive or negatives, then it's half of each. And it can go positive or negative. That's the way computers are written. So if you had three numbers, if you could write down three numbers, and it, you'd say it was unsigned, meaning they were always positive, then it could be 0 to 999. But if it was signed, meaning it could be positive or negative, then the computer would say, okay, it can either go from 0 to 500 uh, in the positive or 0 to negative 500 in the negative, and that gives you a 1,000 numbers, and you can go positive or negative. So that's what I mean is if you sign it, you have to cut them in half to handle positive or negative. And this is saying if you have 32 ones and zeros and you allow for half positive and half negative the highest number you can get is 2 billion the number of milliseconds from 1970 that's when the year when that f hit um y2k22 so that was last year so any system that used a 32-bit integer uh that's what we call windows is a normal int uh 64-bit which is twice as long is called a long int so any computer system that's why you need a 64-bit operating system because it can't handle time <laughs> as of last year as of last year 32 ones and zeros couldn't handle what time is now it would roll over wow i didn't even know that because we all were on 32-bit or 64-bit operating systems like for a decade now okay well, that's it. You guys, any of you still there? You got it? Uh, the, the main thing I want you to know is that we all had uh, free free love and free drugs uh, through to, to Y2K. And we all promised each other 
that if God let us live through Y2K, we would stop doing drugs, uh, stop having gangbangs, um, that we would, we would change society and clean up our act. And God kept uh, her side of the bargain. And so I just want you to know that before, before Y2K, um, in the wild and carefree 90s, uh, it was great. And now we're in the uh, uh, God wants us to be good stage. So don't do drugs. Um, don't fool around sexually with people. Uh, at all I heard I was, I was uh, let's see I heard I heard something I heard I heard this long ago I heard if you sleep if you sit on your hand till it goes numb then you can jerk off and it will feel like someone else is doing it let me let me uh, let's talk about that that's worth talking about uh, uh, Google jack off with numb hand feel like someone else let's see what google thinks of this after the hand is numbed up it is time for a man to go to town ideally just before the hand wakes up acquiring acquiring off acquiring off in this way basically tips the brain so it feels as though any person else is performing the function. Oh my God. Okay, so that's this little quote Google has up. That was some great English. I'm going to... Oh shit, there's a lot of good stuff to, to read here. Masturbation magic, the stranger technique. All right, here we go. The stranger, in quotes, is a single... <laughs> this is great. This is great. I wish I'm out of water. Uh, let me let me see what music I've got. Uh, I don't think this is good. No, definitely not that. I think that's it. No, I'm going to have to get some sweet porn music in here. Let's try it with this then. Okay, I'm going to try my best to read this. Oh, this is good. <sighs> Masturbation magic, the stranger technique. <clears throat> the stranger... Shit, I got to move the the mic so I can put both eyes on this because this is hard to read my brain wants to do things like fix the words and I owe you more than that you you guys deserve the truth the stranger is a single these kinds of way to make self-love a small a lot more fascinating fellas just need to have to be certain to use lots of lube to avoid chafing and maintain to the penis healthier what is the stranger 
The stranger could be one of the more well-known masturbatory techniques out there. But that doesn't mean every single man has to listen to of it or perfected it. The notion guiding the stranger technique is that sex is usually more fascinating or exciting when yet another individual is involved. Doing it solo design gets the job carried out, but it could not have the same fulfillment as when a partner will help along the way. The truth of the issue is that occasionally an associate is not available possibly because a single is living the single life or has gotten the not tonight dear blow off for the evening's prepared enjoyment so what is a male to do when he has no other choice but to provide himself enter the stranger now that the premise is comprehended it is time to make clear the technique for a guy to execute the stranger appropriately he need to be inclined to endure a small amount of distress in buy, B-O-I, in buy, to get a large payout in the stop. He have to sit on his hand for a prolonged interval of time till the hand goes numb. Not dangerously numb, as in the hand is turning purple and about to slide off numb. Just a phase in which it is asleep and the fingers do not sign up a complete sense of touch. After the hand is numbed up, it is time for a man to go to town. Ideally, just before the hand wakes up, acquiring off in this way basically tips the brain so it feels as though any person else is performing the function. Due to the fact that the hand does not have its complete variety of feeling, the mind is truly only registering the nerve endings of the manhood, offering a guy the feeling that he is just alongside for the experience. To really shake things up, a male can combine it up even more by utilizing his non-dominant hand. In other words and phrases, if he is a righty in the bedroom, he goes lefty and vice versa. Not only will this give him the stranger feeling, but he will have a various velocity, angle, and method that he has utilized to which could genuinely make it come to feel like an associate is helping out. Lubing up. Most males use some type of lubrication for the duration of solo and joy, but it can be tempting to skip it in a pinch or use saliva or lotion. However, a large high quality lubricant is advisable for use all the time. Not only does this make things truly feel greater, it also protects the skin of the penis. Repetitive, rough or vigorous masturbation can injury the sensitive penis pores and skin and the penile tissue, which can result in accidents that range from slight irritation all the way to penile curvature identified as Peyronie's condition. Gonna have to look Google who Peyronie is. In addition to employing lube each time, a guy need also to use a everyday penis vitamin lotion to preserve the penis healthful. Fuck. That was awesome.
I don't even know how I'm gonna top that. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna try. <sighs> Urban Dictionary. Ooh, the Reverse Stranger. <clears throat> First, we'll look up the Stranger. Since I'm already on Google's list now. Oh, and Reddit. Reddit's got some help. Urban Dictionary. The Stranger. The act of sitting on one hand for 20 minutes to make it go numb and proceeding to jerk off with that hand. This will give the feeling of a hand job from someone else. Alright, let's... What's the reverse stranger? I only looked it up because I want to see what the reverse is. Using an anesthetic agent to create a numbing sensation over the user's penis. To still allow erection but dismiss any feeling in the area. This allows the user to masturbate his penis without any feeling creating a sensation that the user is jacking off another person. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> For the people who wish they were stroking a cock, but unfortunately the only cock that's available <laughs> for them to stroke is their own. And so they would not be into stroking their own cock. They want to stroke another cock and stroking their own cock would just take away from it what like you want to do it with- I don't understand what the problem would be. It's like, what, you want to do it for eight hours, but you'll bust? Before... You get in eight hours, and then you're just... Wagging a... A limp noodle? I- uh, This sounds like a problem. Or this sounds like a solution without a problem. But hey, there you go. Here's- here's another... Definition for a rear stranger. When you sit on your dick, then give yourself a hand job, it makes it feel like you're giving someone else a hand job. So it's the same thing, but so sitting on your dick seems so uh, let's compare those techniques. So one of them's applying some sort of numbing agent like I assume what they they put on on your gums before they give you a shot. Uh, I don't even want to think about the dentist injecting numbing stuff in your wee-wee. Uh, why would we think about that when there is just topical cream that can be put on that would numb the senses? So let's focus on that. That you, uh, you grab some of the, the numbing jelly and you wipe it on your wiener. Uh, apparently you can still get hard. Because I guess that'd be, if you wanted to stroke a dick, you'd want it to be hard. I Like, I like. what's wrong with like a cucumber or something? If you just gotta be stroking a dick, but it can't feel, it can't be your dick? I don't know. I guess I'm trying to solve someone else's problem, is what I'm saying. So, I'm glad that people, people like you who really need to be stroking a dick, um... You have an option when it's just you like if you're camping and it's just you camping I guess if you're like let's say a solar flare comes along and takes out the computer and so you can't meet women anymore because the dating apps are all gone I guess I guess uh, if your problem is how do you stroke a cock then uh, 
the ability to not talk to women anymore, it doesn't really affect your access to cocks. So let, let's say grinder is down. You can't you can't find a cock to waggle. But it's gonna be 15 years before we rebuild society. What are you gonna do? And the dentist is closed, so you can't you can't numb your cock with topical creams. You can just sit on it? Sit on it. Alright, let's all let's all pull down our pants now and try to sit on our cocks. You ready? Are you Are you doing this with me? I'm not kidding. I'm gonna go lock the door. I can't explain this. Alright, door's locked. Uh, my daughter's here. She's out entertaining her friends. Oh, they're not here anymore. Good. Good, that makes this much... <clears throat> much better. Alright, let's try to sit on this thing here. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Are you trying it? How are you doing? <clears throat> Try it out. Oh man, I've got my- so I got my gaming chair. You know I have my gaming chair because it creaks like a motherfucker every time I move. <sighs> I've had it- I got it summer of 2020 when I- I, I moved my office home to- uh, for two weeks to flatten the curve. Uh, and, and I, I'm like, well, I need a gaming chair. If I'm going to be working from home for a whole two weeks, I need a gaming chair. And I have, my bare ass has never touched this chair. I'm quite proud of that. I guess if my bare ass has to touch the chair, then trying to sit on my cock is as good as reason as any. All right, here we go. Ugh, okay. All right. How do I get that down there? Okay, come on, buddy. Okay. Ow. Holy sh! <laughs> what about the nuts? I can't translate into Polish yet. <laughs> so someone's someone's listening in. Someone's trying to translate into Polish. Thank you, Apple Watch. I didn't want Google to be the only company who is a part of this conversation. Because I googled all that. Alright, I've been sitting on my dick for... Should I say I was going to start a timer? Oh, I'm not going to make it 20 minutes. And even then, I'm certainly not going to try to jerk off. And... Um... And anything. So, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. Uh, let's just, uh, let's just see if Google's got any more pearls of wisdom. There's a lot of stuff here. So there you go. It's the stranger. The reverse stranger. That's the... Oh, there's a picture. Oh, good. It's just a picture of a definition. Cool thing about the Midwest is if two guys are drinking in a garage, you can just join them. All right. Uh. All right. Um. 
Okay. Uh, that's that's uh, that page sucked. How to jerk off while guys masturbate with their left hand. There's a lot of good reading here. I've, I I will say that it is a a topic that I've not felt the the need to um bone up on or study. So there's that. Uh, why does my right hand become numb when I masturbate? <laughs> Set <that> nerve damage. <laughs> Uh, uh, question why did I clicked on the page why does my right hand become numb when I masturbate answer uh, uh, it does not appear to be a serious illness oh if this was WebMD then they'd say that you have cancer oh I to pull my dick out from under my leg <sighs> compression of nerves yeah I was right nerve damage okay great uh, yeah, I guess that's that's my advice to you kids. If you if you masturbate so long that your hands uh, become numb, you know, not from sitting on it for twenty minutes beforehand, but you you go into it not numb, and then you realize you know sometime many hours later that your hands numb. Um, it's time for a break. Time to go out and look at the sun. So that's my, my life adv advice for you. Uh, don't cause nerve damage to your hands uh, by compressing your hand nerves. Okay. Um, I know when I was talking about this earlier, uh, I was thinking to myself, uh, that it didn't make any sense that it would be all that enjoyable uh, to have a numb hand uh, giving an unskilled, uh, careless uh, uh, jerk. Um, yeah, okay. Uh <sighs> Okay, well, so what have we, what have we learned today? Uh, Y2K was scary. Uh, you probably haven't heard that much about it because everyone my age was embarrassed to bring it up ever again. We all kind of relaxed and got drunk uh, as we realized bad things weren't happening. And then the next day, I think we all just silently agreed that we were never going to talk about it again. Or admit uh, how freaked out we were. So uh, that's probably why you haven't heard that much about it. And um, I guess you all have a homework assignment. Um, give yourself... You, you, everyone has to either do the stranger or the reverse stranger. And then we'll come back um, and compare notes. Let me go back to the... Uh, to the theme song. I want to thank you for not making this weird. You're the best.